classic first world problems. The little like battery pack of my microphone is is making my pants fall down. Yeah, didn't wear a belt. That's a problem. And um, we're gonna watch a video, so look at the screens. Given, I would never. I don't even jump off like small things, let alone from space. But did you hear there? Um, he said some pretty crazy words just before he was going to jump. That dude could have died. He he actually very really could have died. And just before he jumped out, he said, "I'm going home now." understatement of the century. I'm going home now. He could have died, but he was just jumping back to Earth. How epic are those last words? Crazy. I wish I had thought of them, but I didn't. Someone's last words are a really big deal. I mean, that's what people remember. That's what family and friends hold on to. It's what they remember most. If you knew when you were going to die, you'd probably make your last words count. Well, that's what Peter's doing in this letter. You guys remember Peter from last week? He was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. He spent every day for years hanging around with Jesus. He was one of the closest people to him. He saw him die and rise again. And so Peter and, and the other disciples spent their entire life preaching that message. They did it until they died. And this letter was written by Peter to a bunch of Christians when he knew he was about to die. He knew this was the last time he was going to talk to them. And he wanted to tell them some things that, or the things that he thought were most important. Look at verse 13 to 15 with me. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort 
to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Peter says that he will make every effort to make sure that you will remember these things. Peter is about to die and he doesn't go, the best way to be happy is, and uh, you can earn heaps of money doing this. No, he says, remember the things I told you at the beginning. Remember these things after I'm gone. These things are the most important. So what is Peter reminding them of? What is so important that he would spend his last letter repeating to them? He says, finish well by being productive and be productive by growing. Finish well, Peter says. Finish the race that is Christian life well. Look at verses 10 and 11 with me. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Finish well, Peter says, persevere. Why? To receive your welcome, your rich welcome into the kingdom of heaven. Now, I want to be really clear here. I'm not saying, and Peter certainly is not saying, that you have to work hard to get to heaven. Not at all. Ephesians 2.8, um, Paul says, It is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is, is a gift of God. You cannot save yourself. You must rely on God's gift to be saved. That gift was Jesus. You died a horrific death, taking the punishment for your rejection of God so that you don't have to. All you have to do to get to heaven is trust that Jesus paid for you in his death. That's it. So what is Peter saying here? He's saying do everything you can to make sure you trust Jesus your whole life until the end. The little things you do now, the little decisions you make, they matter. It's kind of like a passport. You get a passport and it's what gets you onto a plane so that you can fly to another country, yeah? It is what allows you to leave. It's how you get somewhere else. Jesus is like that. Jesus' death is like a passport. It is what allows you to get into heaven. It's just Jesus. It's not you. But the weeks leading up to getting on a plane, you... You keep your passport really safe, right? You hold on to it. You put it somewhere safe so you don't forget it. And when you're walking through the airport, you hold on to it pretty tight or you put it in a nice spot in your backpack. You make sure that you don't drop it or lose it. And that's what Peter's saying Jesus is like. Hold on to Jesus. We can do that. We can hold on to Jesus. Doing good stuff won't get you into heaven, but you can make sure you are holding on to Jesus. It can seem weird talking about finishing life well with people in year seven to nine, but it's so important. It's like a long-distance Olympic swimmer, like 1,500 metres. It's really far, I assume. These swimmers are like 25 years old, and they're not just regular couch potatoes who, when they turn 24, go, oh, might uh, go to the Olympics next year, I reckon. No, they start swimming when they're in diapers. They train for years and they train all the time so that they're good enough to go to the Olympics. And when they get there, they don't jump in the pool, swim 1,450 metres and go, oh, no, I'm done. I reckon that's enough. Um, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. 
No, they swim till the end. They start young and they persevere until the end, until they finish that race at the Olympics. You guys have that opportunity. Saved by God's free gift, you can start living to please God now and persevere in it so you finish well. Make small decisions today that will help you live now to finish well. Choose to come to youth group instead of going to that sport that's on a Friday night. Choose to come to G-teams instead of sleeping in. Come and listen to God's word explained. Be encouraged by your Christian brothers and sisters because that will help you hold on to Jesus and finish well to receive your rich welcome into the kingdom. So how do we finish well? If you look at verse 10 again, Peter says, if you do these things, you'll finish well. What things? Well, we're going to jump backwards in the passage to work out. Peter says, be productive. Be productive as a Christian. Live in a way that pleases God. Look at verse 8. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be unproductive and ineffective in your knowledge of Jesus. Productive means to do what you should with what you have. So say you have some seed and some ground. To be productive, you plant the seed and you look after it until it grows into a plant, yeah? So how can you be unproductive and ineffective in your knowledge of someone? Well, we've been given an amazing gift. We have knowledge of Jesus. But we also have the gift of knowing Jesus personally. We have a relationship with him. In the same way, you know stuff about your mum, yeah? My mum likes vegetables for some reason. But I also have a relationship with my mum. I know her personally. And I can definitely be unproductive in my relationship with my mum. I can ignore her, not talk to her, and not do stuff to please her. With Jesus, you can be unproductive by doing the same stuff, by neglecting your relationship with him, by not doing things to please him by not talking to him in prayer and listening to him in the Bible, by not sharing your knowledge of Jesus so that others can have a relationship with him too. Peter says, don't be unproductive. So live in a way that builds your relationship with Jesus. Live to please him because he saved us. So how do we live to please Jesus? Look at verse 8 again. Peter says, if you possess these things, you won't be unproductive. These things again. What things? We're going to jump back in the passage again to find them out. Peter says to grow. Grow in your Christian life. Grow in your desire and action to please God. Look at verses 5 to 7. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness And to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Hard task, right? Now, Peter is saying here, you've got faith? Good. Add some goodness. You've got goodness? Add some knowledge. You have knowledge? That's the knowledge that we were talking about before, the knowledge of Jesus. Add self-control. 
You're self-controlled. Add perseverance. You are persevering. Add godliness. You're godly. Add brotherly kindness. You're kind to your brothers and sisters. Add love. He's literally saying, add these things to your faith. But he's saying a bit more than that as well. He's saying that Christian life is never done. Christian life is about growing in pleasing God. Faith is sufficient to be saved, but for Christians, we want to do more. Again, I want to be really clear. Faith in Jesus Christ is what saves you. You don't don't need to add anything to your faith in order to be saved. But for a Christian, faith isn't where we stop. Peter says we add to faith goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Christian life is growing. It is adding. If you look closely at the list, you'll see that these things aren't things that you knock over in an afternoon. You can't even tackle them in a lifetime. Knowledge? Good luck finding out everything there is to know about God. He's too big. You could spend an entire lifetime devoted to finding out about God and and you won't know half of it. He's just too big for us. And perseverance, by definition, has to take all the time. These things aren't things we finish and tick off a list. These are things we work at our entire lives. So growing is adding. How are you doing at it? How are you doing at it? How are you going at being good? At choosing right over wrong? At growing in knowledge? At reading the Bible and coming to youth and G teams? At being self-controlled? At controlling your thoughts and actions so that you please God? At persevering? At holding firm to the gospel even when it's hard. At being godly. At being holy and loving and compassionate like God is. At being kind to your Christian brothers and sisters. At loving. It's a big task. It's a long task. Pick one tonight. One that you know you don't do very well. For me, it's being good at at choosing right over wrong. Grab a pen and write it on your hand. I know some of you would have done this in your daily reading notes this week. But write it on your hand and work out how you can grow in that this week. And do it. Do it. Famous last words, right? My favorite famous last words are from a dude 2,000 years ago. As he was about to die with my sin on his shoulders, he said, it is finished. As Jesus hung there, he saved me. I didn't need to do anything. He did it all for me. He finished it. If you don't know Jesus as your saviour, chat to a leader tonight. Chat to me. I would love to tell you about him. And I think my second favourite last words are these from Peter. Grow so that you will be productive and be productive so that you will finish well. And receive the rich welcome into the eternal kingdom. I'm going to pray now and we'll break up into discussion groups. So pray with me. Um, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he died to save us. He died uh, so that we could uh, be forgiven and we could be in relationship with him and with you. 
Oh Lord, we thank you that we don't have to do anything to be saved. But Lord, we pray that you would help us add to our faith. And you would help us add to our faith so that we could be productive in our knowledge of Jesus. And we do that so that we could finish our Christian lives well and be welcomed into heaven. And Lord, we pray that in everything we do, we would be seeking to glorify you, that we would be seeking to serve you and please you. Um, And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.